Hey bitch, my name is Kalima and welcome to You Are Doing Great Bitch. This is a podcast for all the bitches, for the bitches who doubt themselves, for the bitches who feel like they're alone, and of course, for the bitches who want to kiki. Join me and some of my favorite bitches on this journey of reminding you that you are doing great, bitch. But no, I think that's funny. My homegirl just had on her, um, I guess she opened it up for a question. Said questions and comments are welcome. And it's like, uh, you like white men. And it's like, this is my, one of my girls. She is as pro-black as can be. So I just, but she said in this economy, question mark, question mark. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't think right now in this time of our lives is, you know, if you're already in an interracial relationship, shout out to you, but I can't imagine just imagine what your household looks like at this time. Bro, like how many how much seasoning is really gonna be at your house? <laughs> like I hate to just be I always have to bring it to left field, but it's just like for me, I've never really seen myself in like an interracial relationship just because it's like I went to elementary school in Southie. Mm-hmm. So the way them Irish kids and them Josephs and them Patricks was acting up, like, no, you was never, was never experiencing none the nether regions. No, you was never experiencing none of that. So I don't know. It just never, like, I was never with it. And here you go. <laughs> Y'all recording? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, on that note. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. Hey welcome. y'all, hey bitches. We are hey, second bitches. episode. What's popping? Second episode, you guys. Thank you so much for the response and the feedback for our first episode. Uh, we listened, we heard y'all, and so one adjustment that we made is, bitch, we all in the same spot. Okay, <laughs> ain't real. no Zoom, ain't no Google Meet, none of that right, shit. Because we were social distancing for real. Like we were social distancing, but you know, as Amongst the three of us, we pretty much homebodies as it is. Right. So wasn't nothing to just say, all right, let's get together in the same spot and let's give y'all the quality that you asked for. So here we are. You are doing great bitch podcast episode two. Um, we hope that everybody is doing well. Right now we are settling down or trying to settle down over this election shit. <sighs> deep, deep breath. And I'll take a sip of my wine. Yeah, I've yeah. been sipping. Just thinking sip. about the election, I've been sipping. <laughs> up, so. so you know that meme, right? You okay? You seen Rick and Morty, right? So you know that you know that meme with Morty, but it's the girls black, and they got like the bonnet on. It's like a black version of Morty. Oh, and you yes. get out of bed. That's me right now. Every time I wake up and check the election, yeah, and to see that it's still at two sixty four. It's been at two sixty four for two days. I need, I need, I need just, I just need it to be over. At this point, if it's going to be Biden, please let it be Biden. But if it's going to be Biden, we need to know. If it's going to be Trump, then nigga, stop with the anticipation and anxiety. I'm over it. Talk about stop counting, but count this date. Trump. Right, like we haven't been going through enough. I'm trying to count you out. Okay. Trump, I and want you out. I need Nevada. Nevada, get your shit together. Get it. Because I'm t- this is the. I don't it don't think, take this long, bro, bro. I don't think this has ever happened. This ever. literally hasn't happened, yo. And bro. I swear they're involved, <laughs> bro. This election is gonna the be the textbook. Drop. I feel like they already got the drop. They just like, really want to like unsettle 
us even more, yo. I think that that, no, that was something that my child's father was saying. He said that he thinks that they're trying to either ease out all, because you see people are already acting acting up. <laughs> A fool. Acting up. Not what my mother said to me. <laughs> what did Mama Bode say? Shout out to my mom, but <laughs> I want to speak. I want to speak to the poll managers, and it has Donald Trump. Oh, got my nigga Donnie, because <laughs> I'm not calling him by his first name. Got him in a um, in a Karen haircut. Oh, period. <laughs> that is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful representation of this man right now. You're acting like a Karen. Od, things don't go your way. He's Let me really speak to the She gonna text me. My name is Karen, and I want to speak to the poll manager. Like. <laughs> I'm really about to block Son this lady. really throwing a whole tantrum. Let me speak hell. to your manager, please. Literally a walking Cheeto. Just bad as fuck. Ugh. It's okay you lost. That's fine. But, like, go. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's just, I have, I don't even know what to think. Because I feel like the election just, like, be having me lose my brain. Like, I feel like I'm in SpongeBob and it's, like, empty my mind. And my mind is so empty because of this election. Like, I'm tired of seeing the number 264. I don't want to see the number 264 for a while. And That's it's true. like, if Biden, when Biden wins, Let's we still got to hold them accountable. Like, we can't even, like, yeah. give him everything from us. Like, right. we really got to still I got, voted. We need this nigga And I'm off. black. So, so what you about good? to do for the voters who are black? What are you doing for the voters? Is my student loans being canceled? Keep that same energy. Please. Cancel them bitches. Cancel Joseph. all that shit, yo. Joey. <laughs> Jojo. I'm going to need you to really dead that shit. Like, seriously. Like, I already canceled Because I'm poor. Shit. I canceled them in my mind. Oh. <laughs> Mentally, they not there. Not with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts still taking out money out of my call every first of the month. Like, y'all are mad ghetto. But see, why did you even give them that option? First of all, I didn't even know that was an option. I kind of <laughs> was just like, oh, bitch, you still paying for this. Because it was, I was getting letters and shit like, oh, you ain't paying for this and this is going on your credit. Collections was trying to come for me. I said, oh. That's what we're not going to do. The birds calling. Yeah. <laughs> the birds chirping. Please, y'all, especially as black people, people of color, our Afro-Latinas, everybody, start teaching your children about credit. Because I, listen, I had a very, 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 very rough learning experience, especially when it came time to, like, move out on my own or, like, move out me and my child's father. We were getting ready for the arrival of our son. If you're trying to get into any place right now in the state of Massachusetts, your credit got to be where these motherfuckers want your credit to be. Because mm-hmm. they will they will be a yes for everything. Yes, 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 yes. You got the work experience. You got the pay. Oh, let me do that credit check. If your credit don't match up. And they a lot of times. That DJ scratch. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. okay. <laughs> Let's rewind it real quick, honey. Um, yeah. A lot of times it got to be at least a 620 or above if you're looking to move out and be on your own. If you're not looking to move out and be on your own and you still with your parents, hey, more power to you. Me as hell. Because <laughs> if I can still be at home with my daddy right now saving my ducats, shout out Mr. Dotton. I'd be right at home with you, okay. boo. I'll be right at home with you. Yeah, no. Nah. I got my, I got a student credit card when I was 18, not knowing what I was getting into, y'all. It's just the, but I'm glad I took the risk, but mm. I had to, like, I don't, I can't call my mother for $10. Nobody's sending me $5, bro. And I was living on campus. Yeah, I needed that credit card. Yeah. It's the word credit. 
I got right. credit right. for real, and I got so like you confused. know everybody gets like the Capital One student one. Like I know everything. <laughs> you, I know you if you know. listen to this Yo. shit right now, I know you got a red like a, a, a see through red credit card that says okay. Capital One Journey. First of all, that all student, student Discover card, shout out, uh, shout out. Oh yeah, because I got that too. Because what? Capital One diploma us. <laughs> so Capital they One not set me up. Capital One set me up because at first they denied me, and they talk about all oh, yeah, the cards in the mail. So. so what y'all talking about? How you gonna deny me? They, they just know about yeah, They wanted to put that denial in your credit report and all that. Like, y'all not we low. see you. Y'all not we low. see you. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna stick to my debit card. Nah, I had to, yo. <laughs> I'm but then I was tired card. of like looking at my debit card bank account balance and I just be like, damn. I used to be tired of like seeing like the oh your account fell below twenty five dollars. Like, bro, I just breathed. I inhaled and exhaled. What the fuck you mean it's below twenty five dollars? You wake up and that's your first Bruh. morning text. I swear. <laughs> like, yo, can I don't I get chill? a good morning, beautiful. Can I, I don't get a good morning. I can't. Can I see if my legs work? Can I get up? From can I wiggle my toes first? Damn. Can I wipe the yampy out of my eye? Like. <laughs> Uh, y'all always want to talk about oh, your comfort below, and they be texting, emailing you like two o'clock in the morning. Like, what life do you have? I need y'all to stop doing that. There was a point in time, especially when me and my boyfriend moved in with each other, and he was getting emails at two, three in the morning. And I'm sitting in here looking at him in the bed, like, oh, who's hitting the, who's hitting up your motherfucking phone? Right, my nigga <laughs> told Santander and Bank of America, harassing. <laughs> Bitch, there's no way. Oh my goodness. Yo, can I Netflix and chill in peace? Oh my goodness. Oh goodness. But shout out to anybody who started their credit early. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you maxed your shit out, still shout out okay. to you. Because shout out to the ones who maxed their shit. credit card out. Okay. <laughs> Pinky back because okay. the shit happens. Man. Raise your glass to that. Raise your glass Shoot. to that. At this point, it's Maximilian. <laughs> I'm not trying to it up my credit card. Like, no bullshit. But, but it all ma- if you bounce back, that's all that matters, yo. Work on your credit. Work yes. on your credit, not only for yourself, but just learn the ropes. Because what they say is, like, even if you have bad credit right now, if you can somehow get, like, a, a new credit card or just something, like, you know, maybe a utility bill in your name, something, and you could work on it, when you have a good outstanding, like if you're building the good credit, it outweighs the bad credit. Mm-hmm. So that's just something like educate yourself on some credit. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you something and let's do better for our babies because I'm going to tell you something right now. I love my father. I love my mother, but they didn't teach me not a damn thing about some credit. So <laughs> when it came time, I, you know, I'm out in the blue. I, I don't know what's going on. And you got to learn the hard way. You got to learn as you're moving forward. So, yeah, because even like my mom, like I'm raised by a single mother, single mother for that. So like instead of teaching me like, you know, about interest and stuff, and I'm not going to shit on her and say she didn't teach me shit, but like really she she kind of did. It was more so like, no, you can't spend your money on this. No, you can't spend your money on that. And knowing me, I don't like when people tell me no. When you tell me no, I'm going to do exactly what you're telling me not to do. Mm. So, yeah, I was getting credit cards and stuff because, you, like I said, you're not giving me money. So I'm going I'm to get what I want regardless. But I think, and that was like, you know, 20-year-old Kalima saying that because I feel like I always wanted to keep up with stuff. Like, I was always that friend growing up that, like, just really was always the, I don't want to say the broke friend, but, like, I just never had money like that. And, like, all my other friends would just have disposable money. Like, I went to middle school with this girl, and I just remember being at her house one day, and she just, like, 
dry acts of father oh can i get two hundred dollars casually and i'm just like damn i can't even ask my mom for two dollars i would have been shaking in my boots trying to ask my father for somebody's two hundred dollars i had a whole strategy asking my mom for money so like typically she gotta have her cafe bustello in the morning like that's how she <laughs> that's how we have to start the conversation the cafe bustello is a one okay, okay all the you way we got that in my crib okay <laughs> expeditiously okay so i make i make the coffee and one thing about me i can make some coffee okay mm-hmm. i need to be my own starbucks i make her her coffee you know i get in her favorite cup i slide it at her night table I'm like hey mom and by the way after she takes her first sip can i get twenty dollars oh and it works every time. I was gonna say is it, <laughs> it works yes. every time because if I ask her for money without no coffee, oof, it was another warm story. the heart first. To yeah, you that. know I gotta give her a kick real quick, you know, to give you that <laughs> money, like you know, so to kick her ass to get her some money. There's a lot of people who say, "Do not talk to me unless I have my coffee in the morning." And Michelle Botus is one of those people. Love you, Mama Botus. We love you. Yes, Shout out do. to Mama Botus. She will be on another episode eventually, she but right now we gotta. Up. Take her in doses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all. We will be having more co-hosts as things progress. Um, there's a lot of input and a lot of just ideas and, you know, stories that we want to hear, not only from us, but from y'all. And speaking of that, Kalima, can you tell them for people who actually just kind of want to submit something for us to talk about? Kalima, let them know how they can do that. So um, recently we created an email for any submissions, if you need any advice, or girl, if you just want to tell us a story about like things that just happened in your life and you, you know, feel like you don't have that circle and, you know, wear your circle, you can be like, bitch, tell me why. So for, that'll be our upcoming segment. We already kind of introduced that in the first episode, but if you have a story that you want to tell, if you need some advice, or if you just want to talk some shit, feel free to send us an email at um, YADGB, basically the acronym for You Are Doing Great Bitch 2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat it one more time. YADGB 2020 at gmail.com. And also you, if you want to be anonymous, because you know, Boston and Massachusetts is kind of small. So if you want to be anonymous, that's totally fine. But feel free to send us an email and just, you know, bitch with us. We do not mind spilling the tea. If you got some tea to spill, but you don't want to let it out your teapot, personally, send it to our teapot, okay? And we will just spill it for you. Um, I don't got no tea right now to spill. But what I really want us, what we said we was going to kind of focus on um, for this episode, just out to our women crowd. I know we have some gentlemen listening, and once again, shout out to y'all, but we wanted to talk about body dysmorphia and just pretty much kind of being comfortable with you, being happy with who you see in the mirror, no matter how hard that may look, especially from hearing from other people, Um, because we all come in different shapes and sizes, and we know that. Um, so it's kind of like, let's figure out a way for us to just love who we see in the mirror, love who we're looking at and who's looking back at us. Cause if it's not one thing I can say that I realized, especially after, you know, having a baby and going through pregnancy, learning to love your body again is a number one task. Um, if you read up on postpartum, um, depression, postpartum anxiety. There's also something called like postpartum identity. It's like a postpartum identity crisis. A lot of new moms will look in the mirror and not know who the fuck is looking back at them. 
So you really have to channel in on just yourself and what you want for yourself and who you see yourself being to kind of stay on a straight and narrow path and not dwell into that dark place that a lot of these providers, like, let me tell y'all something. I went to my checkup the other day. They had a whole questionnaire for me. And I hate questionnaires at the doctors. You know. <laughs> All in my business. And, but <laughs> I, and usually that's exactly how I would feel. But like the questions that they were asking is kind of like, oh, okay. Because it's like, you know, have you been able to laugh at things like you usually would? Mm-hmm. And it's like, have I been laughing lately? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been laughing lately. Like, you know, um, are you able to see the brighter side of things even when, you know, everything's kind of looking down around you? And it's like, you know, I has to, I got some bills to pay. I've been on maternity leave for a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm still happy. I'm still happy being home. I'm still happy with my child and everything like that. So the questionnaire is a lot. Questionnaires from doctors are a lot. They're very evasive. But this one was important because you get to kind of see what they see from all the mothers that they've ever experienced. Um, the the biggest question to me is, you know, are you happy with yourself? Like basically just asking mentally, physically, are you happy with yourself? Mentally, I'm good. Physically, I still have a lot of things that I'm trying to get adjusted to. Hmm. Let me tell y'all something. Stretch mark cream, palmers, you did me dirty. Eh? <laughs> Everybody always want to talk about the Palmers and the cocoa butter and everything like that. Y'all, I was using Palmers. Man, I didn't even carry a baby, and Palmers been doing me dirty since <laughs> an hour. So, you know, I use that stretch mark cream faithfully twice a day, and them things still prevailed. But my sister, who is also a mother, shout out to you, Jaylene. She told me straight up, stretch marks is a mom's like stamp of you know what I did this and yeah. I got through it and it's okay and you know I I'm learning to be okay with that because she has grown okay with it but that's another thing with body dysmorphia you're okay with it you see it on me you may be okay with it but I may not be okay with yeah it. Mm-hmm. so that's my stance on that well just know mama mama shy you're doing great, bitch. I'll stay. You know, I just had to sprinkle that in you there. You know, sprinkle it in there. Please, it in real great, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Literally, hair slicked back and everything, girl. Oh, I wish we was recording today, y'all, because I made sure. Right, y'all would have seen the, the slicks. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody, the swoops and the edges. Listen. And please, please know something. Red. I just cut my hair, too, so I'm still, like, kind of just, like, you know, adjusting back to the length again. Like, it's still, it's back to what it used to be, but, like, I'm definitely just adjusting, like, damn, my puffs aren't going to be as, like, you know, high as they used to be, but, you know, that's okay. Just a little bit of oil in a few months go by, and then I know I'm going to be flourishing. And what prompted you for the the haircut? So, about a year ago, I went to the Dominicans, you know, because those was my peoples, you know. They used to take care of my hair, but not every Dominican, heck, you can't trust them. You know, not you, you know, Steph knows this. You know, oh, yeah, you know, mom. You already know. Yeah. I mean, she knows. <laughs> Steph know her aunties and her cousins. They, they can't be touching all of my hair. Yes. So basically, that happened. And then I went to somebody else to redo it because I had just started my job, um, which is wild. It's already been a year. Wild. Um, started my job. So I was like, let me just, you know, let me look good for the whites, basically. 
deep fried my hair, literally threw in some batter and deep fried my hair. So my curls was not hidden. Literally, I wore like wigs and braids for like a year and mm. then it still wasn't hidden because people look, oh my God, clean your hair so curly. How do you do it? How do you do it? I just didn't feel like myself anymore, like with my hair, how my hair was. And usually like I will always do my hair every single day, always twist my hair out every single day. And I wasn't doing those things anymore. So I was like, let me just start fresh and get back to it. Like, it's definitely an adjustment because sometimes I don't want to do my hair ever, but I need to get myself back into that. So we're going to get right. We're going to get right. But I myself definitely struggle from um, body dysmorphia, like bad, like still to this day. Like it's been almost two years since I started my weight loss journey and it's definitely been very difficult like so for those who don't know and i'm pretty comfortable saying this now so on january 7th yeah january 7th 2019 i um went under um gastric the gastric sleeve um i forget what it's called but basically i got the vertical sleeve and but that is it's kind of like gastric bypass but like a little bit safer it's laparoscopic so i had to be there for a couple of nights but definitely that was uh, an experience that i can never like i can't make it up like it was definitely just mentally it was difficult because i'm in a different transition now and like i'm trying to like you know get rid of habits but then i'm around people who you know still want to go out to eat and still want to do all these things. And it's just like, how can I say no to somebody, you know, and I want to be around my friends, but it's like, I also want them to know that I don't want to always like have everything be surrounded around food. So that was just something that was just really difficult for me. And I feel like that's the one thing I wish I was more like disciplined about, like, all right, y'all, I don't, we don't need to always be around a dinner breaking bread. Like, <clears throat> let's go to the park. Let's, let's do something else. Let's go to the gym. And I was struggling with that too. Like I would have friends be like, yeah, let's go to the gym. And da, 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 da. We go one day, the next day we don't go no more. So I'm just okay. like, or if you mention the gym, it's like, oh, well, you know, I got this, this, that, and the third yeah. to do. So yeah, me and the gyms ain't friends. So yeah, but I've been but I've been <laughs> dragging Steph's ass to the yeah, gym. Yeah, I definitely have. I did not know I was gonna be in the gym twenty twenty, but we did. Yep, doing squats and lunges and all types no, of shit. Because for real, like you can't keep. Well, in my opinion, in my head, I was like, I can't keep talking about something and not making a change because I want to improve my body. And there's we all have things that like we don't like about our bodies. I feel like every human being has that. So we got to normalize making these changes. Like if there's something you want to get done, granted, we don't all have the like mental strength mm -hmm. to get up and do something tomorrow. But eventually you should be like every day I would tell myself like, yo, you should get up and do something. Even just speaking to myself like, yo, get up and do some squats, get up and do this. Like you walking up them stairs and you not breathing, sis. Like, yeah, I'm a slim body, but I feel like my health isn't right. So I just really needed to get up and do a change because it doesn't matter if you're 100 pounds or 200. Like, if you don't feel your body's right, you have to make a change, yo, for real. But, yeah, I was definitely one of them friends to yeah. always be like, yo, come here. You trying to go out to eat? Like, Because I'm a big foodie. We're going to get yeah. into that, too. But, like, yeah. I'm such a huge foodie, guys. Yes. And I've definitely been part of this journey with Kalima and I've had to adjust myself as a friend. Like you care about somebody and you know somebody's going through something too. You have to be part of that journey. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, no, because it was definitely <laughs>
like at first. So I was like, what, almost 270 pounds? I don't know what my weight is now. And I'm not about to tell y'all because I have not been on the scale since the pandemic hit. But for me, I know like, you know, people are probably going to be like, oh, well, you could have tried harder. You could have did this. You could have did that. And it's just like my environments that I was in, like, just aren't necessarily the healthiest, even like me growing up in like both an African-American household and a West Indian household. So like I'm a hybrid. So I'm half and half, basically. So dealing with those type of like cuisines and everything, like it just wasn't the perfect environment around me. Um, I'm pre-exposed on both sides of my family. Um, my mom's a diabetic. My sister's a diabetic. Um, obesity runs heavy on both sides, particularly my father's side, like most of my aunts and even my grandmother is obese. So it's like I was always pre-exposed and like, even as a kid, although I know like my mom, she wanted to protect me for that. I feel like at the same time, it was like you were helping but harming at the same time because she'll be like, no, you can't eat that. Da, 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 da. But then it's like I'm seeing you grab Oreos, Cheez-Its and all these type of things you put in the car. And I'm just like, hey, yo, you make it make sense. And then like also not even trying to put my mom's business out there. But she's one of those people who will start a diet for like a whole week and then just be like, fuck it. I'm not doing this shit no more. So like she'll have me boosted up like, yeah, we're going to start this diet. And da, 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 da. and the shit won't work because the next thing you know, we making pelau, we making curry chicken and all these different like, you know, saucy ass like meals. So it just got to a point where like I would wake up every single day and like, my feet would hurt like my ankles would like just the pain just getting up and going up and down the stairs and your body will make sure to tell you yes when something ain't working yes to those signs yes because they are real and i've as far as like weight loss surgery like i was dibbling and dabbling for just years because at that point like I took birth control, I want to say at 16. That's when my weight started really like playing tricks on me. Like before birth control, I was a good 190. I was satisfied with that weight. Took depo for six months. I ended up gaining 60 pounds. I'm like, how? How is that even like, that's not even okay. You got more resistance. You got more, not resistance. You have more tolerance than me. I took the depo shot for two months, gained 20 pounds, and said, fuck all that. I'm good. Yeah, See? and I only took that once, and I went up. <laughs> like, the heaviest I've been was 162. I'm never going to forget that. Oh, And wow. that was because of depo. Yeah, no. But for <laughs> me, I was just worried about, bitch, I ain't trying to get pregnant because, you know, I was still out here in these streets. Oh, <laughs> like, I was out here in these streets as a, as a, like, you know, as a teenager. But it was, like, also, like, and my sister was a single mother. So I was like, I ain't trying to be nobody's single mother at 17. I, I, like, you know, people in my family already was playing, putting bets on me being a mother at a young age. So I was like, nah, birth control to the day I die, gang, gang. And then when I realized <laughs> that I was getting all this weight, I'm like, hey, yo, like, actually, I'll be okay. And I'll just, you know. No, because doctors really be like, do you want depression or a kid? Like, bro, we do not How about neither? Because I'm still going to be depressed. Like, <laughs> we need to eliminate that from these labs, yo. I don't understand what's in the right. DC, yo. So then when I got off the birth control, nigga, I'm still gaining weight. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the disrespect. Like, I was just really like, wow, it's crazy. And then fast forward to college, trash-ass campus food to the point where I'm only eating fries. And obviously when I'm eating fries, it's all that oil, going to, you know, the restaurants later, like the grill, going to the grill mad late. And 
girl, I'm a vending machine queen. Okay. I was at the vending machine. Every time I was done with my little sessions and everything, you'll see my ass right at the vending machine. So I was doing a lot of like emotional eating and just like eating because I'm bored and like just eating just to eat. And it's just like, that's just not something that like, you know, obviously I still struggle with it today, but I am aware that like, that's just not something that is a good coping mechanism because again, you know, I got demons. We all got demons. And that's my issue. Like I always use food as a, like, you know, as like a drug, like that's the most addicting drug that like anybody can like be addicted to. So yeah, September, 2018, I was at my biggest weight, struggling to go up and down the stairs. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go speak to somebody at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Um, and then that's pretty much where it was. I went to like nutritionist and everything. I still need to go to my nutritionist. But COVID, whatever. But Corona stopped a lot of shit. But yeah, definitely. I don't regret getting the surgery at all because I felt like I became more like, you know, Definitely, I was always confident, but I became more confident. And I just, but that also didn't like the attention that I was getting too, because I felt like the attention that I was getting when I was bigger, I didn't get that much attention. Like everybody would kind of be around my other friends. They would acknowledge my other friends. Even to this day, when I'm kicking it with Steph somewhere, they will dead talk to Steph. And I'm just there, like, okay, you're not going to say hi. Like, I'm a human being. I guess, and just keep it moving. And then it's like, when I started losing all this weight, oh, people want to be in my messages. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh, hey, stranger, this, that, and third. So that was the only negative thing about it. And I kind of felt like certain people that I was around was kind of like getting, starting to get a little envious about it. So like kind of encouraging me, oh, let's go out to eat. Let's do all this stuff. And then would come vent to me and be like, oh, I'm trying to lose all this weight. I'm trying to lose all this weight. But it's like, you went to the corner store, Got like all the little Debbie snacks, went out to eat. You got like two appetizers and like an entree and then an entree to go. Like you can't tell me that like, you know, you're losing weight. You want to lose weight. And then it's like, you're doing all these things. And then it's like, it puts me in a weird position because it's like, oh, I can just tell you, well, don't eat all this on the third. And then I have that fear like, well, Kalima, you got this surgery. So you shouldn't be talking because you did it the easy way. And it's just like, I'm telling you. The surgery is not easy because I was in the hospital, what, for two days? The first day, Stephanie and my other friends, they came to see me. My mom was like, she can't even, like, wake up right now. Like, I was still, I was out of it. The next day, well, after maybe later that night, I woke up and I just kept, like, throwing up. Like, throwing up. I couldn't drink anything. I couldn't eat anything. Like, bruh. First of all, the post-op diet, that's another... (laughs) That's for another day, but that shit was rough too. Like I had to like drink liquids and everything, but like even to the point where I couldn't even take Tylenol because I would just throw it back up. So the process is very hard and it's just like, you have these feelings where it's like, damn, was this shit worth it? Like now I'm gonna have to start over. And then it's like, you see your family eating dinners and everything and you over here eating mashed potatoes because that's all your your body can give you. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely still a journey. Once again, I don't regret it. and if anybody needs any advice or if you're thinking about getting it, because like I said, I've shared it with select people. It was never something I really like would broadcast because one, it's nobody's fucking business. And two, it's just like, that's my story to tell. So if any of my bitches who are listening are thinking about getting the surgery or thinking about making that drastic change, definitely we could talk about it. I could be a support. We can support each other. But that's just where I'm at with it. Yes, y'all. 
And so the main focus of this is body dysmorphia. We don't want to be uneducated. There is body dysmorphic disorder. Um, that's not what we're talking about. None of us have this disorder. We are just talking about body dysmorphia. And it says that it's a flaw that may be minor or imagined. But a person could spend hours in a day trying to fix a flaw in their appearance, or it's like an, an obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in your appearance. And, you know, people do go through many cosmetic procedures or, you know, they exercise excessively to try and fix it. Um, so, you know, it could be minor, it could be major. And, you know, if you want to talk about your own experience behind that, please make sure to reach out to us so, you know, we can all kind of dwell more into it um but we were talking about food oh yeah so let's get in on our foodie yes so hbic had mm. bitch in charge steph let hello him know. hello steph let him know please. again you know like i said earlier i'm a big foodie um again my name is stephanie and i started my food business this year um, my Instagram page is at foodie.stateofmind with two D's at the end. We're currently just on Instagram for now because that's where I'm most comfortable. That's what I have. I don't have Twitter, Facebook, or anything. Um, so I just did an IG page for it. And I've been doing, like, I'm Hispanic, so I've been doing my mix of, like, Caribbean, also with soul food. My base plates is always the baked mac, the baked crack. Um, I always have my rice and peas or yellow rice, you know, Spanish people, we love that yellow rice and three like protein staples, which is the grilled shrimp, the fried um, buttermilk chicken tenders, and we do grilled steak tips and we just get it popping with that. I have also other appetizers. We do catering service. So basically you guys can like pitch us in with what you guys would like for your event or for whatever you're having for the catering. And we can get it done if it's possible. I pretty much dibble and dabble with everything. I love like creating new meals. I love messing with new spices. So definitely feel free to like pitch in ideas. I'm always taking an idea too. Like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Word, why not? Let me try it and give it a try. So yeah, that's basically it with the with the food and let me tell you mm-hmm. my bitch is street corn first of all i just got to street corn and i'm obsessed like her street corn and like how i i don't mind the cob but she made it like singular like with the just the regular niblets yeah period like it's just and so I good boiled the cob and then i shredded it myself oh we don't do the canned corn yeah none way. of that no green giant over yeah, here i try my best to as less preservatives as possible. We make the sofrito fresh. We season everything fresh. All the garlic gets peeled in my house. Onions, all that. Because again, I come from like, my mom is pre-diabetic. My father has type two diabetes. So I try my best to like cook my food as healthy as possible with less preservatives because we really don't need none of that. Like, none of that. I don't even use the sazon packet. Adobo is not used in my meals either. Granted, I'm not I'm not gonna shit on them even though they wanna be Trump supporters. Let's never forget. Nah, Goya. fuck Goya. Because Goya like, really tried it. It's really fuck Goya. We know the vibes. We use Badia. Yup, okay. <laughs> yup, the complete yeah. seasoning. Yeah. The com- listen, that okay. shit. Listen. Okay. And I love to, you know, we go all of us. 
like we love to cook too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll get food from stuff, but trust me, I be in the kitchen. You know, we be in the kitchen doing our okay, thing. Okay, Queen. Okay, be making my own seasonings and stuff too. For so real. eventually, me and stuff will talk about that. I'll give no, us some. I'll slice on my seasoning. That's why you could review my food because you know the vibes. Okay, Very I love fun. when any anybody that's in the kitchen, you give me a review and I respect it a hundred percent because I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. And even people who haven't, like, if you try something new, you give me a good review, I'm with it. But see, I be in the kitchen, but I, I don't know what my style of cooking is because, yes, I am Bayesian. Shout out to all my Bayesians, Barbados up top. But yeah. it's like my grandmother and my mother, they never really cooked Bayesian meals. It was more like just straight black household African-American meals. Mm. So I'm more used to, like, you know, the fried chickens and the, you know, I actually still have not perfected my macaroni and cheese. I'm working on it, but that's just because I was never really a macaroni and cheese eater. I know it's very hard to say this, but you can't eat everybody's macaroni and cheese. Oh, don't even, I was trying to keep it cute. Cause you you already know, I'm just going to cross my legs because over here in the Bodice household, the macaroni and cheese is solidified. Top five. Okay. And that's on everything. Okay. Like, I'll be everything, like, okay. I'll be like, oh, all right. You make macaroni and cheese? Cool. Go to my mom's house to have, eat her mac and cheese. Because I'm yeah. very, like, I'm very selective about, like, who I eat. Like, it's so funny because growing up, my family, I'm known for being the food pimp. Like, I'm going to pimp something off your plate. You don't want that? <laughs> I'm eating it. Like, bro, that's always just been the type of person I am. But, like, coming from like a Caribbean background as well like my mom she's Trinidadian but like growing up from like birth to four she would make a lot of African-American dishes like she'll do a little curry chicken a little stew chicken once in a while but like she would she'll do her spaghetti on Tuesdays Tuesdays or Wednesdays I don't know if that's a black people thing like we just have that in the calendar Wednesdays <laughs> yep Wednesdays I don't know day you get that nah. spaghetti honey you need spaghetti right. at least once a week in your household it right it makes sense honestly it shoots my mom used to fuck up some baked ziti oh my god like mm. we're red sauce people like shout out Definitely to all the red sauce red lovers sauce people because I've never been on the alfredo wave I've tried I don't mind it but red sauce is where it's at but like as i got older that's when my mom started to get into her like you know her culture again like she'll make like her pela which is like a traditional trinidadian dish and then she makes like my all-time favorite which is bacon salt fish shout out to bacon salt fish because that shit is Woo. <laughs> yeah, you introduced me to that world Listen, and she nothing was the same let me tell you to the world my also and it was just it i don't know i can't go back I want bake. What did I say the other day? I said if you're gonna make me something, make me what? Make me bacon salt fish. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's it's just too good. Oh, go D three. And I'm coming from both Dominican parents' background, so we don't even really do the bake mac. We already know Spanish people ain't really about that life. But I love the fact that I can adjust to that world and. If I'm always eating it, I'ma cook it too. Like if I, I just want it, noticed I'ma that. I've never seen a Dominican make ba- make big macaroni and cheese ever. No, like ever. you're probably the only Dominican that I know. Pretty much, I don't know any other Dominicans that. I get the arroz like, con pollo and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. We do but, the rice and beans. We always doing stew chicken, stew beef, stew yeah. all of that, stew um go all that is stew. Yeah. So that's what we really be on, like saucy meals and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know the plantains is always involved in a Spanish household. Woo! Okay. Plantains? 
So Yo, unpopular opinion. Just... I know y'all about to fight me. Yeah, <laughs> I girl. say what I'm about to say. I already say. know what you're about to say. What so... do you need to say? Because if it's anything about the uh-uh, don't yeah, do it. she about to she. I'm about to go crazy. there. I'm about to shake the. I'm about to shake the table just oh, a little oh, bit. Just Lord. just a little bit. So I do like plantains, and it's pronounced plantains, not plantains. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, but I like plantains, but I don't like when they're ripe. So I'll eat green plantains like tostones and all that. But when it gets sweet i can't do i just it's not i tried yeah you i really tried you like i try to put I some ketchup up some maduros i try to use some ketchup to try to make it like you know taste better add a little no. salt nothing. oh nothing. God, i can't you need the sweet and savory vibes yes. you, put, you put the rice with a piece of the plantains and a piece of the meat you crazy that's a bite <laughs> oh my goodness that is a bite mm -mm. oh no mm -mm. Yeah, I did not know this about you. And Bro. I knew she was. I knew it, but I be trying to forget, and she always want to bring it up. Why? Nah, because you, if you why? Because then I'ma just feel bad that I have to accidentally disrespect somebody by not touching the plantains, the right plantain on the plate. Like, I'm sorry, but like, shout out to all my green plantain lovers because okay. <laughs> that's just where it's at. And I, I have, have a, a, I have a mini tostones bowl on my menu. We don't use the sweet plantains. Okay. So you got to get it. You know, you on the winning plantains. team with that one. Okay. We fry, <laughs> the, we fry the green plantains. We fill it up with the house made guac. And then we put the grilled shrimp on top. Mm. Everything. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. might need that. Uh-huh. I yeah. might need that. Yeah. Moving For our next though. episode, that's going to be the app because... Oh, we're doing appetizing now. Oh, yeah. It's getting fancy. Let me say to my watch. Okay. Yo, let me let me set a reminder because these bitches going to remind me about my appetizer next episode. Right. I'm about to hit... <laughs> I might just type it in the group chat right now. Like, bitch, no, you better right, make like, these cups. Bitch, you better make this shit. <laughs> Listen. Now, of course, y'all my bitches. Y'all so, gotta taste test. Quick question: What's your least favorite thing to not only cook but eat? So it's really two questions in one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, let me let y'all know right the fuck now. I'm the only Spanish person you probably know that does not eat beans. I am not fucking. With and you beans. see how she tried to come at me about me not liking a little sweet plantain when <sighs> she I don't like a whole staple in her. Do, like I might fuck around with the rice and peas, you know. Sometimes I do push the beans aside. I can't even front. I can't just happily eat beans. It just doesn't work out for me. I don't like it. I don't like the sauce. I don't like the greens. Is I don't know what is going on. Trust me, my household. mom sat right. Yo, <laughs> my mom sat right next to me with the belt. Like you better eat them rice and beans. Trust mm. me. And I was not having it, like, I really wasn't. So Bro. it's that. And I'm not really, like, I would never go out to a restaurant and order steak, unfortunately. I don't. Well, you cook like, steak I like home, how, though. yeah, because okay. I perfected, like, my grilled steak tips. Like, I don't know. I'll eat it. And my brother put me on, really, to it, because shout out to my brother. He's definitely my co-chef for Foodie.State of Mind. Um, Chef Bully began it popping. He was the one who really introduced the steak tips to me no i can't even cut but like that would be it like if my brother doesn't make it or me i'm not eating it i'm not going to a restaurant ordering steak or anything mm. I'm not gonna lie but it's just it's because of that pinch of salt and pepper don't it's not enough for me. yeah and you're just gonna throw it in the pan and you're just gonna throw it in the pan <laughs> for two minutes flip it over for another two minutes and i'm supposed to eat that it don't make sense to me I know y'all, sorry to y'all steak lovers, but I need some sofrito in, in my steak, all that. Like, I, I need just, it to be well seasoned. I can't rock with the steak lovers that do that medium rare, rare shit. See, I like a medium, that medium well. Shit is I'll sweet. do the medium well. 
But exactly. Yeah. If there's blood coming from my yeah. steak, take it the But I also back. think it depends on the cut of the steak, too. Because there's some where I've had, like, medium rare. Because, like, my family, they'll eat that shit. And I'm just like, you could put it on the grill for, like, maybe five more minutes. Literally. Maybe. Just maybe seven, actually. Seven's a good number for me. That was Mr. Dotton, honey. Mr. Dotton will take his steak off the stove and I'll cut into it. I'll be like, Dad, there's still blood. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Talking about like, that's how it's good. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Put it back. Put it back. And stop playing with me. Oh, my God. Now, somebody really tried to convince me that the blood is protein. And I'm I'm just like, stop it, father. The blood is blood. The blood is blood. <laughs> blood like, what you mean is protein? The blood is and that's, blood. that's what makes it better. If the blood no. is protein, I don't I don't want to hear a man talk about they not eating nobody else on their period. Okay. I don't want to hear it. And I'm going to just hit it like that. No. <laughs> for real. No, for real. <laughs> but I'm also not about to be, you know, have a steak that, like, you know, I might as well chew leather either because it's like. Oh, yeah. The nah, steak, that's not. I still saying. can't get over, even though your baby father ordered a burger where he was talking about extra, extra well done. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you might as well just bite into the charcoal at this point because. <laughs> nah, but in some that's places. Just scary. Some places you could tell them well done because they're well done is still juicy. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they, because yeah. some restaurants they they will never accept the fact that well done is well cooked through. Like right. they they'd be like, we can't yeah. serve that. Like what's the point? Yeah. So in certain cases you could say well done. Yeah. But and- nah, but you had to be there to hear him. Like the way he was like extra on top of extra extra <laughs> on top of extra extra well done. And I'm looking at this like I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Like, Cause sure. if I bite into my burger and it's gray in the middle, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, why is my ground beef gray? <laughs> First of all, that is too well done. I honestly lately have been turned off by ground beef just because it's just like, uh, like really? Yeah, nah, like, I could do the ground beef, but I could do it's a, because maybe because a couple of weeks ago I was gonna cook something with ground beef, but I guess someone left it in the fridge for too long, and I was just like, oh, oh it looks kind of yeah, like when you deflated. cut into it, ain't even yeah, it just looked kind of like. Mm. old and gray like okay. yeah that's yeah so i was like i don't know i'm about to give it a break but i love me some chili like i don't know how i love me some chili with some jasmine rice and i gotta have my sour cream okay i have not tried okay. it like that yeah i, I have not tried it if like you that. blend the the beans in your chili i might try it but if i see the bean in it I'm a, I'm a head out. Stephanie, I'm not Stephanie. Gonna lie. Beat, this is so crazy. But I know people do chili, like they ground, they they like blend it. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's what makes it thick, I guess. That's how I've had the chili that I couldn't accept. So I love beans, but there's one bean that I don't like. Like, and I know I'm gonna probably lose my Trini card, but I don't like pigeon peas. I don't oh, like okay. pigeon peas at all. I'm not doing like, peas. and that's something that's like you. That shit is in everything. Like in the Trini meal, like stewed chicken or like paleo. Like you need those type of like that. That's the bean you use. Yeah. But I don't. I don't like how it tastes. Like it tastes mad bitter and just like. Why are you here? You crack it open. Oh, why is you here? <laughs> like, Mm-mm. hey, oh, no way. This question is interesting to me. I've really been sitting here trying to think. Right. I was like, like, who's next? <laughs> what? What don't I like cooking? What don't I mean? Honestly, I'll. So one thing that I really don't cook as much, I don't cook fried chicken. Really? I don't. But and I see I, you got some chicken out there too. I might have to cook it right now for you. You feel what I'm saying? But if <laughs> if it comes if it comes down to it, I'll cook it. Like at your brunch. Yeah. I was in charge of fried chicken duty and I did the shit. Right. Like if I cook fried chicken, I'll do it up. But like I just don't I don't know why I don't like making it. 
Ow, ow, Is it touching a raw chicken? Because, like, I know I get a little funny touching, like, raw chicken sometimes. I'd be like, uh, uh, no. But it's probably also because you ate it so much and it's such a staple in, yeah. your, in your life that you... Because, like, for me, everybody always tells me, when you're going to make the Spanish place, when you're going to make this stew chicken... I don't make it because my mother does that. You know what I mean? Right. Listen, I still been trying to get with so Steph's mom it, for her mofongo. Yo, not even. I've been trying to get a personal plate of mango, and like Steph's yes, mom has been leaving me mango, hanging. For real, she been leaving me hanging, and I'm just like, what's up? Yo, what's shout up out to my mom. She need a she need like Miss Batista. I thought we was better than this. And my brother, we got the jeans from her. And shout out to my dad too. I can't lie, we got the jeans from both of our parents because we be throwing the fuck down. And my mom's she's famous for her food. Okay, well, my no, father no could have kept his goddamn jeans. <laughs> my father be eating chicken feet and, and oh, pig feet. Girl, and, hold on, Steph. My mom do it too. So uh, I'm over here relating. Uh, I, I used to, to eat say, chicken feet. You used to eat? Yes. Yeah, yes. I feel like all of us had chicken feet. And, and I'm just say like, that damn. loud and proud. I used to, yo, my mom scooped the chicken feet separate for me as like my little like, my oh, little no, spoiler, no. like your little spoiler. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the foreigns, the Caribbeans, but they like to eat every part yeah, of an animal. The neck, the chicken necks and shit. Like, yo, what are you doing? So, no, there actually is a history behind that. And I don't know if it, I mean, I know more so for like black African Americans, the history behind that is as slaves, we weren't allowed the prime parts of the animal that, you know, white people would eat. So, therefore, we had to make do. And isn't that a tragedy too? With, you know Ain't that saying? a tragedy too? Because it's like y'all get all this good part of the meat, and y'all don't even be taking care of it like that. Yeah, and, and I know there be white people who be seasoning their food up. This ain't for y'all. So if the shoe don't fit, don't worry about it. But I'm talking about those who be just not cleaning their chicken, just throwing it off, sprinkling a bunch of curry powder, calling it curry chicken. Like I'm tired of the disrespect. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm tired of the disrespect. Talking about the heat's gonna kill the bacteria if you don't wash. Your fucking chicken before Wash you put that meat. shit on the fucking grill. Wash all your meat. You please. have to, yeah. I mean, and to bring it back to like the chicken feet and stuff, I always ask my mom too, because now that I'm old and I know better, I don't touch no chicken feet like right. that. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, why was dirty. I really doing that? But that I didn't know better. Dirty. And I'm really looking at my mom like, yo, why was y'all on that type of time? And she really be like, yo, honestly, we were so poor that we had to eat everything from the chicken. You know, nothing was. Yeah. What do we look like? My grandmother had raised 11 kids in mm. the Dominican Republic. So you got 11 kids to feed. You're going to throw away the chicken feet that has a little bit of meat? No. Somebody's going to grab Somebody the chicken that. feet. You we feel me? Bruh, have you ever seen like a chicken like be just body just getting ready for your next oh, meal girl, bro when i was I in trinidad this summer DR, so. i was seeing i was seeing things and i was just like oh this is how y'all get down like that's crazy they put that chicken upside down they slice the throat Rub, have it run around for a little bit and let it bleed out so all the blood comes like it's it's very like gruesome like when yeah. i seen that I was like oh y'all really like savage for real so i might shake the table with this one oh. but <laughs> Let's get I'm it. very selective about who's cooking I'm going to eat, too. Because I've Absolutely. had people be like, yeah, I could cook this, that, and the third. Bruh, your chicken looks mad, like, unloved and neglected. <laughs> like, I've seen people say, like, yeah, I could cook. And, like, I've been in their kitchen, been in their house. I've used their bathroom. I'm like, nigga, I'm not eating shit off of you. Like, I got a family member. I'll never forget. <laughs> I have a family member. And I'm not going to say who it is. But I had a family member, right? And... This family member is known for being not necessarily the, the cleanliest person. Mm. But I remember one time I called my mom. I was like, Mom, can you pick me up some water? 
Some water. Just some water. Oh hell no. So oh, if I, I like, because I'm not drinking. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't drink from your cup. Nothing. I don't even want. Then it's crazy because we went over there, this relative's house recently. I opened their fridge. I immediately closed it. I'm like, I ain't drinking shit. <laughs> I ain't drinking shit. I ain't drinking none. But it's just like. Please, if you, you know, please live by what you say, because at the end of the day, people's lives are on the line when they're eating your food and it's not cooked properly or anything like be mindful of that. Like take care, like put, take pride into what you do. Okay. Absolutely. If you about to cook some chicken, soak that shit in some vinegar, water vinegar and salt or and lime, lime. or gotta, both. You got to squeeze the lime and drop that lime in there. Yep. You don't gotta yeah. throw away that line after you squeeze. You could drop it in there too. Let it all soak Literally. in. Literally, that's how I was. Oh raised. my god! I always have to wash the chicken. Like, and even still to this day, twenty three years old, my mom will ask me, "Did you wash the chicken?" No. Knowing damn well I do it. My mom, but my mom don't play that. My mom will see me seasoning, the soak, putting the vinegar in the mixture. She's like, "Did you soak the chicken? Did you do this? Did you do that?" And I'm like, "Mom." Yeah, I don't think they're know? ever gonna grow out of that. They never will. They never will. And I'm just like, okay, why would you ask me all these questions if you taught me? Clearly, you don't have faith in yourself. But <laughs> it's okay. No, it is all right. Like, Yo, I literally tell my mom all the time, like, you know who you raised? But see, now I'm worried because I made you that beef and broccoli the other day. Did you eat it? Was it? No, I ate it. It was good. I oh. ate the rest. I gave it to Denny, too. I gave it to Denny. Oh, but I'm like, I I know when you, like, be in the kitchen and then I know you'd be like, okay, I'm just in the kitchen. Yeah. But it's okay, girl. It's okay. I, I told you I was returning the favor, so we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some dinner by Kalima later, so we'll see. All because I have my food business does not mean you don't have to offer me food or give me food. Please feed me. <laughs> Please feed me. Because sometimes you get tired of cooking Yo, for yourself. For real. And you have First to be in all, the mood for it. Bring it back to the macaroni and cheese. I be begging my mom. I be begging my okay. mom to make this lady to make this macaroni and cheese every time. But she always want to pick and choose when she want to do a diet or whatever. So yeah. I'm like, okay. She Steph's made... birthday for her what was it your 22nd or your 21st? It was my That's... 22nd birthday, and I definitely got a tray of well, it wasn't a big tray. It was a personal tray. I ate it all by myself. My brother's still tight that I never gave him some. <laughs> but yeah, it was my birthday. My birthday gift. And I definitely had to ask for that mac. What do you want for your birthday? That mac and cheese. Hello. Cause what? I don't even get personals. <laughs> and she out here. Like I was really giving my mama attitude for like a good couple of days. Cause I'm like, I have to pull teeth to get macaroni and cheese. It's an April babies thing. Like you're just connected. You know what? Y'all ain't even the same sign. So like, shout whatever. Out, well, that's why I said April babies. So shout out to my April babies. Cause we lit and we love. Died. <laughs> y'all all y'all just started. Y'all just started. Let's not even start start with the um, but horse yo, I will always yo, I will always take food for my birthday gift, by the way. Letting that be set in stone right now. <laughs> There's no wrong you can give in giving food as a gift. Like what? I yeah. think that is a love language. That's yo, food is a love language. Food is definitely a love like, language. Ooh. But Let me be started on love language because it's like it's bringing me back memories. I was having a little bit of a flashback, but yeah, because <laughs> I love a nigga who can cook. A nigga okay. who's good with his hands. Okay. Nigga's good with his obviously good with your hands, but like good with your hands in the kitchen. You know, okay. Definitely, I'm I'm about to be scouting for a contractor who can cook because that's the type of time I'm on. Okay, yeah. I need you to build me a dresser. That is a dream come true. And make me a, link up with make me chef. some dessert. 
it's over. Like y'all not seeing me outside. Listen, what is there to go outside for? Man, <laughs> when I was kicking it with the baker, nigga. <sighs> Don't get me started, okay? I was getting cookies out the out the woodwork. First of all, you know that was new for me. I'm like, he's a baker, bro. <laughs> um, bro, why? A baker, a whole baker. I'm still trying to perfect some cookies, some store bought cookie dough. And it's like, cause you know how like I, initially he was selling like edibles and shit, but like you know how niggas be like, yeah, I'm selling edibles, but we'll take a Betty Crocker brownie mix and then put weed oil in it. Yeah, like, no, no that's he made he would about. make his own butter. He would make his own, like, he'll do, like, different alternatives. So, like, he'll do, like, a coconut oil-based butter for, like, all the vegans and, and oh, stuff. Well, no, he nice. can bake, bake. Like, this nigga can, can bake. Like, he don't do no box, like, you know. He, he can bake, make brownies, all that stuff. I see you, Mr. Baker Shoot. Man. If you ever listen to this baker, shout out to you. <laughs> I miss you, but shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real. I do miss some cookies. Some cookies was. But the the pastries was just an orgasmic. Like, like nigga, how are you gonna make me bust a nut eating a macadamia nut cookie? Like what? Nuts on nuts? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just that's a love language. Literally, literally. I think the first time we ever linked, he cooked dinner. He made like homemade ramen, and you know I don't like ramen. I don't eat that top noodle shit. Like I'm not. I'm I love just, me some noodles. Uh, yeah, you know, it was another situation where, like, I went over somebody's house in a way that they be, you know, managing what's in their kitchen. It was one of those, I guess, the beef packet was just a little too stale for me, and I got really sick off of ramen. So, like, I've never touched ramen. Like, oh, geez. But yeah, he made homemade some ramen. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, made his own broth. I was like, go ahead. Like, Slides panties, like literally, I wanted to literally put my panties in like an envelope and just mail it to him. Like, here you go, (laughs) thanks. But then he had dessert and he made these cupcakes. Man, I just knew I was like, damn, this might have to be my child's father at some point because fuck, like, was so good. And like, he had like strawberries in the middle. He had like um, he made his own frosting. It was like a strawberry cheese, cream cheese. Oh, all I know is that shout out to you. You pull up with the cream cheese frost anytime from scratch. From scratch, the cream cheese frosting is a is an oh lord, I can't even talk. Yo, I'm tasting it right now. It's the way I wanted to be a dance hall queen to this nigga. Okay, (laughs) like I was just like, wow, because you normally never hear niggas baking. They feel like that shit's like too feminine and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, niggas, the ones who are listening, get yourself in the kitchen. I promise you. Yo, it was I never push you to go in the kitchen. I, I promise you, you will get an ample amount of pussy when you go in the kitchen. The I saying used you. to always be the quickest way to a man's heart was through his stomach. Well, you think that doesn't apply to us, bitches? Okay. We, listen, I love you some food. Bring that shit the fuck back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> reverse, reverse. Okay. Because I, I need, need that, that too. Okay. Well, hold on, y'all. For our bitch, tell me why segment. We really need to settle oh, down God. into this shit. <laughs> Am okay. I ready? No. Remember, this is what we said we were really concerned about is this uh, girl from New Bedford who has gone missing. She was last seen on October 20th, which was the very day that, you know, she just turned 18. I cannot pronounce the girl's name for the life of me. Um, I'm going to try my best. It's Jalahia Finkley. She's a new Bedford teenager. So this is happening right in Massachusetts. Y'all. So I'm on Twitter. um, And the guy, the 30-year-old man, he's like 30-something years old. 
man who is allegedly responsible for her disappearance five days ago he tweeted hashtag iwalyjf and automatically my mind was like i will always love you jalea finkley i said this nigga is out of his mind also the dude kidnapped her we no allegedly 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 the police is still looking for him um the family's still looking for him i really don't see much news coverage but she's she's been missing since october 20th and this is my issue when it comes to like you know just disappearing missing children sex trafficking all that it's news coverage for a hot second and then after that it's the next topic yeah there's no reason why especially with how this man has been acting like even in this news article it's saying like his twitter account contains newly uploaded videos of him and the girl together um but you know the aunt is saying that the videos are old and it's like so what is this man what does he have got what does he have going on what does he got to hide what did he do with this girl because the family can't get in touch with her nobody knows where this man is at he was last seen in some white van and you know they're talking about he's pinned in florida then last thing you know they was in like you know maine or something like Mm -hmm. it's just the story is all over the place but this man is using his social media account to pretty much broadcast whatever relationship they may have had but that is triggering to me hashtag i will always love you like so where is she yeah but another thing is it like official that she was last seen with him yeah that's okay. what it says um let me just because i know sure. i read that but i wasn't sure if it was like allegedly or was it like officially she was last seen with him let's see because if there's evidence that she was last seen with him he has to be accountable for something yeah i'm not accusing him because we don't know really but it's just like she was last seen with you what's going on why haven't you said anything why hasn't he been contacted has he been contacted like what is this investigation written like what are they really doing and it's just like the man's in his 30s right 37 bro what the fuck are you doing with a 18 a new a freshly 18 year old which all she can do is really buy a scratch ticket you can't really do much with her so it's like i just know i don't understand like you know how someone at their big age can be like, yeah, let me fuck around with an underage girl. Like that shit is just not even like it's just not enticing to it me. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't give me anything. Like I don't feel like, you know, obviously because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, I just know that I wouldn't make th- those type of moves. Just speaking to me, but then also I'm not a man. So obviously I don't know what goes on in man's, you know, mindset or like any man or woman who would do something like that. Like it just doesn't make any sense. I'm just over people going missing yeah. or like people being kidnapped. Like yeah. I'm still recovering from um Jesse Correa. Um, is it Correa? Jesse Correa's um disappearance and death. Yeah, because yeah. I knew of her in Boston. Like she was pretty well known in Boston, and that stuff still like it. It still affects me because it's just like that should have been close to home. Definitely. And- I was there in that nightclub that same day and it still spooks me out. Cause the fact that I was in a facility with a sick man like that. Right. And that could have been any of us women that day is really sickening. Cause you can't even go out and enjoy yourself without having right. that pressure in your chest 
knowing that they you're surrounded by sickles. It could be any of us any day. Literally any day. I can be pumping gas and get harassed. Because I've seen videos of that, like a girl leaving the gas station and you got like 15, 20 niggas deep harassing this girl like oh where you from what's your name it's like i came here i'm in my bonnet leave me the fuck alone like i don't want you to i don't want to talk to you right now and if i don't want to you need to accept that right don't get mad when i don't want to talk to you talk about oh now i'm an ugly ass bitch because niggas will do that shit too and that just will boggle my mind like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like leave us alone like every single day it's like i can be going to my car and just someone who gives me unnecessary attention will come to me and like just harass me and it's just like I can't even get a plate of food without being catcalled or being like, you know, undressed with their eyes. There's so many times where before I leave, I'm like, damn, I can't even wear this low cut shirt to go to the corner store real quick because somebody's gonna say something. Or let me not wear this mini dress because somebody's gonna say something. Like I always have those thoughts at all times. And it's like, why do I gotta alter myself and my like I feel comfortable in this dress. Why I gotta take it off because there's sick men who can't control themselves. Like it doesn't even really it matter. Makes no sense. You could be going to the corner store. You can be going to the gas station. Bitch, it happened to me one time when I was working. I used to work in Chelsea, and we used to do like kind of it was pretty much brown work. We would go out into the streets. Um, we would talk to people because my line of work, I do, you know, uh, um, addiction services. I'm a substance abuse worker. Like, you know, I'm in the field. I, well, I was in the field in that position. So we would literally go out into the streets um, for at least the last three hours of my shift. And we would try to connect with people who we seen, who we felt like needed help, who may need detox services and stuff like that. And so it's not just me. I'm with like my supervisor at the time. I was with a coworker at the time and we're walking around and there was this man who we seen in this van and I'm like, I'm in the front. I'm pretty much leading everybody. And I looked to my right and he's in his vehicle and he looked at me dead in his dead in my eyes and just pulled out some money and was like waving it in front of his car. So I'm thinking, like when he first did that, I was like, "Oh, this nigga got to be bugging." Like, <laughs> I I oh, know is he it sees that you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know he sees that there's people behind me, so I'm not even gonna pay no mind to it. But then, so we go into like a cornering store that's like still kind of in his view of the van of where he was sitting, mm-hmm. and just for the hell of it, I went to go look back over, and he seen me again, and once again he took the money and he was waving it in front of his window. So I'm like. Oh, so he's not bugging. Like, he's really trying to get my attention. Get the fuck out of here. So I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, let me just keep pushing. And we're going around the block. Oh, it gets worse. And I see this man in the van. And he's, like, following us now of where we're walking. So it probably got to be, like, we're probably walking for another 15 minutes. We're in the city of Chelsea. Chelsea is not that big. We were in, like, Bellingham Square. Is Bellingham Square in Chelsea? I don't know, y'all. It's been a minute. But we were in that area. Um, and I remember looking over, looking to like, just something told me to look behind me. I looked behind me and the motherfucker parked his van basically where me and my coworker and my supervisor were standing, trying to talk to a gentleman who was clearly intoxicated, leaned over in the streets, trying to talk to him to see if we could get him to a detox. The man parked right behind us. So at that point, I said to my supervisor, like, I'm really not trying to make no big deal out of it, but this man has been following me, following us 
for like the last 20, 25 minutes. She's not really thinking much of it. I'm like, okay, if you're not going to think much of it, then I won't think much of it. But now we're going back towards the building. The night is over and the man was still behind us. Mm -hmm. So he like circled one block. I said, okay, I'm, I am I know I'm not bugging now. And then he circled the next block. And we're in the jobs parking lot by that time. So I tell my supervisor, like, this is the man. This is the same man. So she's like, okay, just go ahead of me and go into the building. Y'all, we went into the building. I went to go look out the window. The motherfucker was parked in my jobs building lot. Mm-mm. Probably one of the most traumatizing experiences I had. Me and my child's father was dating at that time. So this had to be like, what, two summers ago? Yeah, it wasn't this, it wasn't this summer. So it was two summers ago. And I called him and I was like, babe, listen, like, I don't know what's happening at this job, but I'm not leaving until they get, like, they had to have police come and basically tell this man, like, you need to leave this parking lot. Because I was not leaving my job until I knew that he was gone. So he could follow you? No. Yeah. So we're not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was driving. I I, I worked in show you were strong-minded to even, like, You, you got to pay attention. Do, you do have to be alert at all times. Because the way my supervisor was trying to write it off, it was kind of just like, oh, you're fine. Like, you shouldn't be worried about nothing. Like, ma'am. Now he's here and he's in our jobs parking lot. And what you want me to go and get in my car so he can follow me wherever I'm going? I'm all set. You have to be vigilant. You have to pay attention. I'll tell you something right now. I got pepper spray on me. I wish a motherfucker would. Try me if you want. It's just really crazy. Because, like, I think for me, I'm the type of person I'll suppress when things like that happen. But, like, yeah. I'll have times where, like, say, like I said, just getting a plate of food. Like, I, you know, was got a plate of food from, like, Flames. I think it was, like, the Grove Hall location. This dude called himself cleaning the tables, but whole time trying to get my number and everything. And I'm just very selective with my number because, again, this is the only cell phone number that I've had. So, it's like, I'm not about to give anybody my number. But he'll talk about, yeah, I can, you know, just selling me a dream, basically. So, I was like, okay. I'll, to shut you up, I'll give you my Instagram type shit. Like, I'll give you my Instagram. But it just gets, it's unfortunate that, like, we have to do these things just to shut these motherfuckers up. And even then, it's still not enough. No, definitely. Mm. I'm going to check on this little one. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, no, again, to bring it back to, like, even, like, me switching my outfits before I go out or me even having those thoughts. Like, I can't even freely wear what I'm uncomfortable in just to prevent some shit from happening. I don't even want to have those thoughts, yo. And we shouldn't live in a world like that. Like, everybody should respect other beings. It doesn't make sense to me at all. None whatsoever. All right, bitches. We just had to take a little intermission, you know, refill our glasses. Actually, I didn't even refill my glass. Why am I over here lying? Can you pass me the bottle? Over people. here, cap to the bitches. You like, I want cup too. So, yeah, no, I see this. you. I see you. Well, I need to match the energy. There we go. I just wasn't sure if y'all was on that time. Okay, but, all right. You can here. stop right there. You can stop right there. <laughs> I see you get a little. Okay, old habits never die. Okay, I was always heavy-handed, you know what I'm saying? Okay. This wine is really good. I might have to get a bottle Okay. once I dip up out of here. This is the Carlo Rousey. Rousey. 
however you want to say it. I'm going to say a Rusi. I think I like it better like that. The Moscato Sangria, okay? This is mommy wine because it's only 6.5% alcohol and it could go through my body quick as hell. Okay. <laughs> so, plenty of y'all wine drinkers, you know what I'm saying? We'll probably have a different. I'm gonna try and get us a different wine every yeah. episode. Ooh, just so that we can have a little something to sit back. So Steph got the appetizers and I got the sip sip. And I just got the shit talking. That's no, mm-hmm. I got a little bit more, but um, yeah, we was just you know off you know record just talking about like you know along with being catcalling, just growing up in an environment where like. You're told you can't wear certain things because if you wear certain things, you think that like, you know, you're going to get like attention. You want, you want attention. You want to seek attention. It's just like, no, maybe I want to wear these shorts because it's 87 degrees outside and I'm mad hot, but that's just me. Not for real. Me because I'm literally allergic to turtlenecks, so I'm not about to be out here. Wearing no turtleneck. Sis said I need an EpiPen for a turtleneck. No, for real though, because <laughs> it's just like, no, it's too hot. I need to breathe. I feel so restricted in turtlenecks. It's not even funny. But yeah, so I was, I'm one of those people, Um, you know, my chest is, you know, we outside. And I was always told to hide my breasts. And I'm just like, yo, why? Like, why must I hide my body? Because men can't control themselves. It never made sense to me. So y'all need to work on self-control and not worry about like my image or what I'm putting on, to be honest. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to put on sweats. I'm going to put on leggings. I'm going to put on jeans. This ass is still going to be visible. Okay. So I never understood, you know what I'm saying? The, oh, could you, especially in the work environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I always used to grind my gears like oh like when you had dress code at school oh yes dress I, code oh my god I did go to a high school that required uniforms mm-hmm. pretty much like Crystal Ray uh, PHA they required uniforms and it's like bitch I probably went to the same Target and bought the same khakis as the next slim one but I'm sorry this these hips the, the cheeks are cheeking okay the cheeks <laughs> are cheeky okay. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's, it's, what's on my body is on my body, whether it be full fitting or nothing at all, it's going to be on my body. And I don't think that that calls for anything negative, um, to happen to me. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't justify like certain, certain actions that happen after the fact. Oh, some guy pulled my shirt down. Well, you should have wore that shirt like that. Why do I have to be accountable for what I feel like makes me feel comfortable. Why do I have to accommodate for other people who can't help, you know, keeping their hands out of their pants? Like, I, that's a personal problem with them. That shouldn't have to trickle over with me. And then it's like people be trying to use religion and stuff. So, like I said, like, you know, I went to a Catholic school from seventh grade and so forth. And I just remember at my high school, shout out to anybody who survived Crystal Ray Boston Penitentiary because <laughs> that shit was a lot. So, Say if I wore the wrong shirt, if my shirt didn't have a collar, or if I wore certain stockings, what they would do is they would tell you, oh, you got to go back home, and you got to come back to school. So you're leaving your house to go change it and come back. My nigga, I live in Hyde Park, and the school was in Dorchester. So it's Savin Hill, Dorchester, so like deep. Basically fucking Quincy, if we really want to like, if we want to like give like, you know, just 
how far the distance is. And I'm taking public transportation at the time. So it's like, I would tell them straight up, if I'm leaving, I'm not coming back. Because by the time I come back, school's going to be over. But yeah, I just feel like, especially, particularly with women of color, like we're policed mm-hmm. about what we wear. Every and we're time. thinking that like, you know, our worth is like, we don't like, you know, know our worth. Like a couple months ago, I was on my way to BJ's with my mom. I was in BJ's actually in the parking lot. Some lady's going to be like, oh, how old are you? Your mom should whoop your ass for wearing something like that. Mind you, I had a jeans, I had jean skirt and a regular white top and it's summer. We're deep into summer. So it turned into a whole situation where it's like, you got to understand your worth. You got to know your worth. You got to do this, that, and the third. She tried to throw Bible scriptures at me. And I'm just like, you know, like I said, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus, but I also do not like for um, people to try to throw the Bible in my face as far as like, you know, having me question my worth, like, cause that's just never what it was. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just it had a really bad taste in my mouth because it's like, first of all, I'm 24. Ain't nobody telling my mom to whoop nobody's ass. And if anything, you can get your ass whooped. Right, for even making like that suggestion, actually. But it's like, I just want to reel it back into like, again, what I wear, it has nothing to do with like seeking somebody's attention. What I wear, that's just what I feel like wearing. I wear what I wear based on the temperature. I wear what I wear based on my personality. Um, yeah, I'm not wearing whatever I want to wear for you niggas. That's and I'm letting y'all know that real, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you too. <laughs> I'm not, we're not I'm wearing shit for nobody. Major, so I'm taking risk at all times. And I'm from New York, so you already know how that goes. Like, we're going to throw on whatever we feel like is a vibe for ourselves. Like, I shouldn't be judged about anything that I throw on. And I'm not going to allow nobody to switch up my mood over that. My mom could tell me, yeah, you should you should change. And I'm going to look at her like, yeah, I'm not. And that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. But that's just really where I'm at with it. Um, I think we're probably just going to call it a night. You know, I don't we wanna... can really be here. We could be here all hours. day. All day, hours, days at a time. But... I know you guys are probably pulling into your driveway right now or you're about to hop into the shower to get ready for bed. No worries. But I just wanted to let you guys know that even with everything going on, even with us still having 264 votes, six more votes, Nevada, get your shit together. Nevada, come on, sis, before I have to pull the fuck up. We know you're doing great, bitch, but get that shit together. (laughs) So on that note, we're going to be out. Thank you so much for tuning in. You'll be able to find this on Anchor. Right now, we just um, learned that we're on Google Podcasts right now, as yes. well as Spotify. So tune in. Visit the links in our bio. And before we go, Steph, let them know your food page again. Definitely. So you guys can follow my food page on Instagram, and that's at mind with two Ds at the end. And definitely tune in, put in your orders. We do plates here and there. We haven't done an official like schedule for our like meal plates, but we definitely take in any caterings within 24 hours. So if you guys can definitely put in that order within 24 hours, we can get it done within the Boston area, of course. But if y'all want to fly us out too, <laughs> it's two chefs. So let us know where your pockets are at and we can make that happen as well. Boom. Any final thoughts, Shai? Um... Let me tell y'all something. 
It is about to be cold than a motherfucker outside. And now that I am a mom, I'm going to say this. I better not ever see a parent out in the street with a motherfucking coat on and they child with just a sweater. I slap the shit out you. But anyways, <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest. That was chest. a pretty nice statement. That yeah, was a nice way to end it off. I had to get that off my chest for real. But um, I, I also made an Instagram, whatever. Finally. Okay. Finally. Because, like, I told her I was at her house, what, two days ago? I said, I'm not leaving until you make this Instagram. She held me hostage, y'all. She held me hostage. So you can find me on Instagram at Shanary Vaughn. You can find me on Twitter at Shanary Vaughn. My Snapchat is at O Vaughn, and that's O with two H's. So O H H, and then V A U G H N is how Vaughn is spelled. Okay. Please follow me on social media. Um, y'all can, oop, that's my alarm, y'all. <laughs> y'all can get uh, updates about everything going on. Um, and we want to make sure that we know who's listening. We want to take in all the advice so that we can continue to make this happen, y'all. We are so happy to provide this content to you. Yes. Kalima, go ahead and wrap it up. All right. And you already know where to find me at KMB Foster, K-A-Y-M-B Foster on Snap. No, not on Snap. I'm not giving y'all my Snap. But on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, and Facebook. And just remember, yes, your hair didn't blend all the way. Yes, that shirt didn't fit right. Yes, um, the election is fucking up. But just remember... You are doing great, bitch. And that's our cue to go. So I'll see you later, bitches. I love y'all. Bye. Bye, bitches. <laughs> period. Okay, period. <laughs> <laughs>And that's just that on that, ladies, okay? Also, to my gentlemen, if you are tuning in, thank you for all your support, each and every one of you. Big shout out to Anchor.fm, where we are able to make this podcast bloom and happen. And listen, if your day is feeling gloomy, if your bills are piling up, if your man acting like he about to run out on you, just please remind yourself, you are doing great, bitch. Period. Mm -hmm.